Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Security and Secure Podcast, hosted by me, Johnny Seifert. This is the Celebrity Mental Health Podcast, where I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same mantra as me, if you're watching on YouTube, click that bell button, click that subscribe button, leave a thumbs up, and leave a review. And if you're listening on Amazon Music, Acast, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you're listening, click that subscribe button, give it a five-star rating and a review, and let's keep spreading the word, it's okay to not be okay. And let me tell about my guest today. My guest today you'll know from the traitor season one in the UK, where in the first episode, it looked like his journey was over. However, after his incredible return, we saw him really stick that traitor knife into Wilford's back. And it is why he became one of the stars of 2023. Moving on to this year, the traitor is in full flow and he's now turning his hand to acting. So to tell me his mental health journey, I'm delighted to welcome to Skinniska. It's Kieran Thompson. Hello, mate. Hello. Happy New Year to you, Johnny. Thanks Happy for having me on. Happy New Much Year, my friend. Obviously, the traitor's on TV right now and we were missing not yeah. to mention it. How are you finding watching it now on BBC One, on the BBC iPlayer, where you're going, that was the castle that I was at. That's why I sat at the breakfast table. That's why I sat at the round table. And Claudia treated me like I was her best friend. And it now looks like she's got a load of new best friends and a load of new children. And this is my gap, not theirs. Great question, Johnny. And to be fair, absolutely fantastic. Because when I watched the first episode, I was sitting there with my wife watching it. And then just the feelings of them driving up the the driveway, seeing the castle, I can still smell now vividly. Like there's a very distinctive smell in the castle when they had the, the open fire, the, the log fires. So it brought back a real set of emotions. But actually this time I can enjoy it as a viewer. Last time watching it back, loads of anxiety and not knowing how the public perceive it. So I'm sort of going on the journey with the new cast this year, but actually enjoying it. But yeah, just the little things, the driveway, the smell of the castle the feeling of the round table. Certain rooms had certain feelings to me, like the breakfast room, the round table. The other rooms were sort of game plan, just general chat. But those two rooms are standout rooms, as you know, the breakfast the breakfast room and the uh, the round table. But yes, yeah, it's, it's really, I'm excited for them, but it was, it was weird watching it back. But it's really weird that, you know, reality TV, especially in the UK over the past 13 years, have come into fruition when it comes to scripted reality shows like The Tarries, The Made in Chelsea, The Georgie Shores. And yeah. then obviously with Big Brother, I'm Slept to Get Me Out of Here, etc. They've been continuous. The Traces was one of the first new reality shows that have come in in recent years. And so suddenly you are the OG. You are the OG season 
of that. And so whenever anyone thinks about the traitors, they'll always think about that first time they ever watched the show. And yeah. so you'll always think about that first cast. So I'm sure the traitors will be really successful and it'll go for years to come if they keep changing. And I've watched the American series and the Australian series. So technically yeah. for me, this is the fourth season that I've watched. Yeah. But as an OG to the experience, is there that kind of, I suppose, that imposter syndrome from the reverse of going, this is our area. And like you said, this was our driver. This is our breakfast table. Like I've got more ownership to it because I'm an OG rather than being, I was season five and there was season four and season six. And I'm just part of a massive timeline of the show. Yeah, I'm very proud, Johnny, to be part of the original cast. It was it was a hard task to get on the show. Nowhere near as hard as it probably will be from now for all the other contestants because of the sheer volume of people that want to go on it. Just sitting at the round table, the journey, it was, I mean, I'm ex I'm excited. But yeah, I don't feel any, I'm ready to hand the baton over. I'm loving the new episodes for the new series. I absolutely think they've upped the game massively. They've picked some amazing cast, as you you know. Obviously, you've watched lots of them. You've seen all the different things. And I'm a great follower and supporter of it as well, to be fair. I've watched the Australian one, the French one, um, the American one. I've watched them all. So... Yeah, I'm very grateful to be the OG. I want everyone to experience what we we have, and they can never, no one can ever take that away from us as class one. We hold a unique bond, and, and let's be honest, I think the UK one sort of opened up the floodgates for 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 the other shows. If I'm not being not cocky or arrogant in any way, I just think that show everything worked well from the production to the cast to Claudia, everything sort of just came together really, really well. And that's why, you know, there's other shows that have come in production since then. There's a new program on Netflix in a couple of weeks time called The Trust. And it's all yeah. about, I think it's on the lines of here's a load of money and you can either all split it or take away what you want to do. And that's all because of the success of the UK Treasury. You're completely right. Yeah. Going back to what you said about the room. So talking about that driveway, the breakfast room, the round table, we know obviously in those elements you were yeah. with the rest of the cast. However, yeah. there are times, obviously, when you're in a bedroom, when you're going to sleep or you're away from the other castmates and the castmates who you were playing a game. But I've done these TV shows in the past myself. And I know that, you know, you do create friendships because you're in this very yeah. tight little bubble. But also there's a gameplay and your show, the gameplay is night by night by night. How did yeah. you mentally find the experience of being almost an isolated mind that you couldn't join up. And I'm not talking about the gameplay. I'm just talking about yourself being on in that environment for three weeks where you had to be in your own thoughts and kind of segregated from everyone because that's the way the TV show worked. It was hard to deal with in many different ways. I was going through a lot of different mixed emotions from being isolated to battling your own demons to second guessing yourself there's lots of lots of different scenarios that i was sort of struggling through i was there for three and a half weeks johnny so it was a long every day the game changes for you and your your mental i mean we were really well looked after welfare wise we were checked in on but as the game went on and my journey was particularly i don't say anyone's journey is harder than anyone else's journey in any way shape or form i will never say that everyone has their own journey but I think some people forget sometimes, like me and myself and Amos, what we went through from day one to obviously me through to 
for to episode 12, three, three and a half weeks later. So it really took its toll on me. I mean, it took me about three weeks to recover when I got back from the show, Johnny. To be fair, I was still waking up thinking in gameplay. It's unique, Johnny. How it, it's, it's such a unique experience. And when you are fully immersed in that game, remember, we are dropped in the castle in the morning, 10, 12 hours, sometimes, sometimes longer, dropped back slept straight back in you can't talk to anyone in between you are literally immersed into that game and that's when uh i wouldn't say the paranoia but just you just can't shut off you literally i try and distract yourself i used to try and watch some films and box sets and try and distract myself but something would remind me in the film and i would get back into gameplay i mean i must have worn the carpet off in my room i was pacing up and down so many times like a caged animal it did take me a long time to sort of and not only on the show, but we had a long gap before the show came out. So when the show actually did air, it's the first time that I'd actually saw what people were saying about me, what other people were doing in the interview. So that brought back a real different set of emotions and feelings as well. Um, and it was really hard to watch the the, um, the second show. I mean, it, it, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I would never change it. But it was... I couldn't really enjoy it because I was still thinking about all the things people were saying. And it's, I mean, it's a fantastic psychological uh, formula, isn't it? I mean, it's gold. Well, there's a difference though, isn't it, my friend, between the introverted and the extroverted version of you? Because I think it's very interesting when it's someone like yourself who is in your 40s to come to this world of TV where, you know, you look at a love island, for example, and people who are 18, 19, 20, who are just starting to find out who they are, decide to go on a TV show. And the reason they go on it is to become an influencer and to get the brand deals, etc. Whereas for you, there's a completely different sense of self because you know who you are. But then you're questioning who is that Kieran now? And then going, well, hold a minute. This, like you said, when you're pacing in your bedroom, am I here to play a game? Am I here to be an influencer? Am I here to be a reality star? Am I here because I enjoy TV and I'm interested in the behind the scenes of it. Am I here because I want to mentally challenge myself? That's during the show. And then six months later when the show comes out to go, okay, who am I actually watching on TV? What version is this? Because it's not who I'm necessarily putting out because that's based on an edit. And the edit obviously did you in favor, but I'm saying this is the version of a version of you that wasn't necessarily chosen because you can't control your mannerisms actors because you were in an environment that had a lot of experimentation to it. That's yeah. not how you act in everyday life. No, absolutely fantastic question and great way of looking at it, Johnny. I think if the experience where you are in life, stuff like that, you know, sometimes, uh, I mean, I've, they portrayed me as a villain and like a, you know, I've got, I've got all very peculiar sets of comments. I think people, I mean, I, I must obviously give off some kind of vibe because a lot of people are saying it, but... I mean, I'm a nice man. I've got two young kids. Like, you're right, I'm in my 40s. I've gone for a lot of life experiences. And one was the experience. Two, to to test my skills in regards to spotting lines. And I had some, I mean, if you look at the stats of my actual gameplay, I've got my first focus for Will. Um, I was the first person to mention Amanda. I mean, I had a good, I had, a, uh, didn't, everyone says you can't have a game plan. I, my game plan was to survive, sit back, know when to talk at the right time. But again, with the edit, as you say sometimes i wouldn't say questionable because i think they're absolutely fantastic talented people that do the edit um but you're right you're going to be perceived by certain people from what they see and it may necessarily not be the the version that i would prefer people to see i mean i lost my temper at one point in in episode 11 when will was obviously i knew will was um turning on me and that was quite hard for me to deal with because 
it was quite hard, Johnny, to separate the game from, uh, for that point, it become really more than a game at that point to me. It became really, like, we were fully immersed in it. So it was, depends who you are, see what version that they, they, they see of me. But I was overall, if I'm honest, quite happy, but I think I had a lot more to offer. Like, I've got a great sense of humour. Me and Maddie had some really funny laughs with Will. And so, I mean, we had some fun on the show, don't get me wrong. But that didn't make the cut because that doesn't uh, that doesn't sell, does it? Let's think about though that you're a character on a show. There's 22 people who are playing a game, and everyone's got a character to play. And there's a storyline for each person, whether it was Alex and her boyfriend, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But we have to know how we get to that character. So, Kieran, can we go back and let's focus on your mental health journey through your 20s and your 30s to lead you to your 40s, to lead you the character that we saw on the trade. Yeah. So, let's go all the way back to the beginning, free anything to do with those big moments that have happened to you and who have shaped you. How were you just generally growing up through your teen years? I come from a single parent family. Uh, my dad wasn't around. I, he, I see my dad now. He's a great, great granddad to my kids. Coming from a single parent family, myself, two brothers and a sister. I wouldn't say we come from a deprived family in any way, shape or form, Johnny. Very well loved. Some things we couldn't afford to do as a family, and that's just life sometimes. But what my mum did give me was a very good set of life skills. I mean, I could cook, clean, iron, wash by the age of like 12, 13. I was a qualified chef by 17. I had good, good life skills that was given to me. I was a really sort of big personality. I enjoyed my humour. I set off on my career. And then as most people, and it's horrible to say, but most people in life will suffer forms of trauma. And those forms of trauma potentially can change you for the better, for the worse. You can learn from them. Everyone's different what they go through. My, my first experience is it was the loss of my nephew, my, my sister's baby, to meningitis when I was in, in my early 20s. And that affected me massively because no one's meant to have a loss of a, of, of a baby in a family. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Uh, it really affected the whole family, friends, as you can imagine, around us. And I went off the rails massively because I really didn't know how to deal with it, Johnny. And my dealing with it was going out, getting, getting, having a drink, partying. I mean, one thing I did do, which I've always, which again, thanks to my mum, I, I went into martial arts at a very young age for discipline. So boys can act like idiots sometimes, but lucky I wasn't in that area. My mum put me into martial arts from a very young age and I used to go four nights a week on a Sunday and I religiously done that till like my late 20s. So that kept me um, physically fit and, and a bit more capable to deal because I could lose myself going training, doing martial arts. But the moments I had on my own, I mean, it's like a loss of a baby. So it's, it, it, it just, it haunts you because it, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen in life. And that was the first sort of massive trauma, I would say, maybe shifted my personality slightly, I'd say. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When it comes to a grief journey, we obviously always focus on the parents of the children, sometimes the close friends, but it's very much set in a certain structure. When it comes to extended family, grandparents, uncles, aunties, cousins, we never really considered the impact on them because it's like, well, it's not your child, but then also you have got a closeness to them. How did it affect your grief journey being the uncle and not just being the parent? Because I feel like there's there's a conversation that we yeah. don't have of, are you allowed to grieve in the same way a parent does yeah. when you have got such an attachment? Yeah, and I mean, it was the first grandchild in the family. So he was obviously the special first one out of my sister's first one to have the baby. We We just enjoyed an amazing Christmas with him just turning one. So... It was just, it just came, I mean, uh, January is when, when we lost him, unfortunately, on the 9th of January, just after Christmas, and it just came out of nowhere. And yeah, I mean, looking at looking at my sister's face, looking at, um, I don't think you can ever ex- truly understand what it's like to lose a lose a child unless you've lost it yourself, and, and, I, and I get that. Now I've got children, it brings me to tears even thinking about the potential of that happening. I understand a lot more of what my sister went through and how it altered her life, because I have children myself now as well, but unless you uh, there's different scenarios one if, if you lost a child hopefully uh, hopefully never ever two uh, have you got kids uh it changes because you know what the love is for for a child um and then seeing everyone around you like my mum my sister like everyone and how it just affected everyone in every any way every way shape and form so it was it was horrific 
And your chosen way of catharsism, as you said, the martial arts was obviously the alcohol as well. How bad did that addiction get for you? I said I was a binge drinker, so I would always had a job. I've never, ever, always, again, from my mum, always worked hard, always earned a living, always never been out of work. But when the weekend would come, I would go out and I would I would, I would get party for like two, three days, absolutely. But then I'd be back at work on Monday. However, with the loss of Harry and the babe, there was the crossover where it rolled into weekdays and stuff like that, where basically it got to the point where I nearly lost my job. Uh, my boss called me in and said, Kieran, like, I think I was late four days in a row. And I went, Kieran, you need, to, you need to, I know you're going for a tough time, but you need to sort yourself out. This is unacceptable. Uh, for the sake of other people in the in the business as well. And then as fate would have it or luck or whatever you want to call it sometimes, off that night, it was a Thursday night, I went to bed early, planning to go into work the next day. And then years ago, we had the electric alarm clocks and we'd actually had a power cut at night. And you couldn't, you couldn't, even if you tried to write, you couldn't do it. I went to bed, had an early night, woke up at three o'clock in the afternoon on Friday afternoon, the power cut had happened. My electric alarm clock didn't go off, but my boss, obviously, boy that cries wolf, thought I'd been out on the bender. Um, and to say, Kieran, we're not going to sack you, but we politely ask you to leave. So basically, I had to uh, leave my job. And fair play to them, they gave me an opportunity to to leave. And that was a massive, massive turning point for me because I was like, if I carry on down this path, where does it lead, Johnny, basically? But at the time when you're dealing with grief and it consumes you, it consumes you in every single inch of your body, uh, similar to the loss of my mum in recent years. You don't think straight. You don't, it, 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 I don't deal with grief well at all. My coping mechanism was to just shut it out or go out, drink, just go off the rails, really. And that was my defence mechanism. And that's why, like, with, uh, we're with PTSD now and supporting people. It's getting that help early enough, Johnny, and spotting those telltale signs when things are starting to slip. Um, and there's no magic wand, there's no formula, nothing. Everyone's going to have their own journey. But I can look back now, and that's where my mistakes were, when I should have went, hang on a minute, things are getting out of hand here. Not only is my mental health suffering, but so is my life as well. So luckily, I sorted myself out, got myself a new job and learned from those mistakes. But it had a massive detrimental effect on me. Well, the problem is, my friend, that you don't go around every day losing someone it's you know it's so unfortunate it's very far and in between and therefore you can't suddenly look at these patterns and go well last time I lost someone I did xyz so this time I'm gonna do abc because life yeah. doesn't work like that however like you said you you've now worked on yourself to get to those signs what's your advice for someone who's going through a grief journey now and it's the initial stages. What's your advice of what they should be doing? And I know it's a very open question, and I know there's no two stories are the same, but just no. from your experiences, what do you think? And again, griefencounters.org.uk is an amazing organisation when it comes to yeah. grief. But uh, apart from going online to look at website, what do you think someone should be doing? I can only talk from my experience and, and what I've learned through, through what's happened to me. And there's a few trigger points or a few red flags that you can start to see i was if everyone asked me if you're okay i was always okay johnny if anyone asked me i was always the life and soul of the party is when i was on my own is when i would self-destruct the people that love you the most that will do anything for you and help you more than anyone are the people you don't confide in like they are there it's, it's and it's happened to me it's, it's a complete stranger i spoke to before i actually woke up and got help. I think that might be quite a common thing. I don't know, but a lot of people seem to not want to 
open up to their family for various reasons. It's uh, like but fear when of judgment, not... isn't it? The fear of judgment, yep. the fear of telling something you're not okay. And it's why AA is such a powerful tool. And I know a couple yeah. of people who've gone for the AA system because there's an, a side of empathy and no judgment. And I think if you're going through something, you think you're going to get judged. Oh, well, that person's going through it. Or, oh, well, that grief journey only lasted two weeks. Why are you still moping around three weeks later? I've got a friend of mine called Andy that I met when I lived in Marbella. And he had a massive drink problem, drinking drugs, uh, never knew when to stop. And he's now been sober, I think, nine years now. And I take my hat off to him because he really, he was at the point where it was affecting everything in his life. And he didn't do, some people think, oh, you can you could do it in moderation and all that. But some people can't do it, as you know, they have to call it a day. Uh, and he was one of them people. And I'm very proud of him. He's a very good friend of mine. He, he was, uh, he was at my wedding. I speak to him every other week and he's still on that journey now. And he, he knows his life back then, would he probably wouldn't be here now, if I'm honest with you. And so I've, not, I've got quite a, a few friends and also know a few friends, unfortunately, that had that journey, done really well, and then have lapsed and completely gone the opposite way as well. So it really is horrible to see that sometimes it does get hold of people again. It's the, it, it, for me, like I, was, I would sometimes become a bit of a recluse, Johnny. I'd disappear, like social engagements. I would normally be the life and soul of the party. Then I would completely disappear off the face of the earth and be a complete recluse. So signs for me, withdrawn, being quiet, everyone. I mean, it was a great mental health uh, advert. I don't know if you saw it recently about the two gentlemen at the football game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, probably one of the best you'll see. And everyone, including myself, was like, oh, the guy, I got it wrong. It was the guy that you thought I was having problems when it was the guy that was the life and soul, laughing, joking, that actually had the mental health issue. So I think that's probably one of the greatest campaigns that, uh, in recent times. That they've, and just, they've to, uh, just to expand on that, just a little bit, just in case people haven't seen it, there's two mm. guys, one guy every week, and it's the older guy every week says, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah, good. And it turned out it was the younger guy who wasn't good and who was yeah. never there. And it was oh, every time I watch, I cry. I've gone cold. Very powerful. Very, yeah, very, very powerful. It got me. Made, made me fight. No, it's a butt about it because all those signs, like I say, you, you, no one's. You, we're not trained to see them, are we? No one's. Are you looking for them? Are you looking for the right signs? It's it's a minefield to try and spot it. I've known. Uh, Two people in my life that have over the last few years committed suicide over financial uh, scenarios. One guy went and hung himself in the woods. Like, it's horrific. And you just don't know what people are, are battling. And it's so sad because I think at one time, if a cuddle was there or a chance conversation, they'd still be here now. I really do believe that. But it is what it is. It's not deep. All you could do is try and learn from it and try and save and help someone else. And obviously, if you're going through something like that and you are thinking of ending your life, the Samaritans.org.uk, call them on 116123, 116123. Go and seek help. A final yeah. question for you, my friend. Yeah. Thinking of your mum, yeah. what do you think she's left the legacy for you of? So she has passed on. She's obviously given you all these life lessons. How do you think you're keeping her legacy on? And what do you think she would have made of Seeing her, I'm gonna cry again. How yeah. do you think? Uh, on, how do you think um, she would have um, seen you? Sorry. How do you think um, she would have felt seeing you on the traitors? And how? You know what? It's one of the. 
uh, my wife brings it up all the time, and it's a lot of my mum's friends. My mum always used to have a funny saying, she went, you're, I can see you on TV, son. I think you, you're always going to, I think you're going to be on TV one day. Um, we'd always laugh and joke about it. And then a few people at work used to say that, said, you, you've got a lot to offer. Um, I don't get me wrong, uh, Johnny, I'm absolutely, I mean, I, I take pride in my mum's looking down and she, the reason I'm been given this opportunity is because of the life skills she gave me, but oh my God, I would give anything for her to see where I am now. Um, and all I could do is thank her for the life skills she gave me. Um, and yeah, it does break my heart um, because we're only like a year year after year after this. But again, I look, I try and take the positive out of everything because that's how my mum was. I mean, she'd give you the last five in her purse. She would she would help anyone. She would help people that were struggling. She would always help people. When I lost my mum in 2019, I obviously suffered ma massively. I had some really dodgy times there. And then I uh, found out my wife was pregnant with my daughter. And her due date, so my mum passed away on the 19th of March 2019, and my daughter was due on the 19th of March 2020, um, a year to the date. So I always take that as a unbelievable twist of fate. I truly believe sometimes stuff like that. My daughter's named after my middle name is, is Tia Vanessa, um, after my mum, but yeah, she was born. Um, she actually came a day early, day early. So, but yeah, she was due on the the day my mum passed away. So every time the birthday comes up, I'm obviously not sad. I'm always very grateful for the birth of my daughter and the blessing of having a child. And my daughter really reminds me of my mum. To be fair, she got very she's got a lot of characteristics of my mum. Um, well, you know, she's living through the legacy she left and. The lessons yeah. that you were lucky enough to have, mate, you're able to pass on. Um, Kieran, I can't thank you enough for talking to me on Security Insecure. I just want to mention a couple of charities. The Samaritans.org.uk, yeah. come on 116123 because we spoke about suicide. And also talk to Frank.com because we spoke about alcohol addiction as well. Um, my thanks to Kieran for coming on to talk about the trades and uh, having a very deep conversation. I didn't expect to be crying. And uh, it's nah. a very weird to end a conversation like this but as we know with life you never know what's around the corner and i just hope this year in 2024 if you're watching or listening to Sukuniska, that we're helping you if you're going through something there's interviews with so many reality stars talking about their mental health journeys and going through something as well so that you're not alone so that you can learn from others and just know that you've got a community here to help you um amanda love it came on to talk about her blended family theo main was yeah. on last year from the traders as well from both your series um so look go and check them out in the library and keep supporting security and secure uh, on youtube if click the subscribe button click that bell so you get notified every time there's a new episode leave a rating and a review if you're listening on acast apple music spotify etc click that subscribe button five star rating and review and on social media i put teasers out at johnny seaford nice on tiktok at johnny seaford at security secure podcast on instagram and johnny seaford on x formerly known as twitter so let's keep spreading the word this year that it's okay to not be okay and my thanks once again to kieran for doing such an amazing interview i really appreciate it my friend i'll just say that johnny as well you can see two grown men sometimes can have a cry and it doesn't mean you're weak in any way shape <laughs> or form um, it means you've gone through life experience and sometimes a cry is, is not bad for you, mate. It might actually help you out and get it out and you can, and two men can talk to each other about their mental health and, and actually help each other. So if anyone that is listening, like reach out, guy, talk talk to each other. Don't go down that rabbit hole, talk to each other. There's a lot of help out there and look, it's, it's all right to have a shed a tear with a friend. It's, it don't do any harm.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.